Dum 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 It's the Aka Education Podcast. The Aka Education Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Justin Glodish and welcome to episode 19 of the Aka Education Podcast. I have my very special guest this week, Amanda Newman, who is the Executive Director of Varsity Vocals. Not sure who Varsity Vocals is? Well, have you heard of the ICCA? Have you heard of the ICHSA, BOCA, BOSHA, Best of High School Acapella? All of those programs are under Varsity Vocals and they're under Amanda Newman's leadership. Amanda, welcome to the Aka Education Podcast this week. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I I love Varsity Vocals. You know, we were having a conversation a little bit earlier about how um, my group actually, when I, we first found out about ICCA, we had participated in it back when I was, I think, a junior in college. And just to see what has become of Varsity Vocals from then to now, um, and you being a part of it every step of the way, can you talk about how Varsity Vocals came to be and how it's grown into what it is today? Um, I mean, I wish I wish that I could tell you exactly what happened and how it all happened. It sort of just took on a life of its own. Um, we it, the ICCA was started in a college dorm room. Uh, someone wanted to make a, an um, like a like a NCAA basketball tournament, but for but, but, but for acapella groups, um, mm-hmm. you know, something for the non-sporty people. And you know, back then, acapella wasn't nearly as cool as it is now. Um, I got involved. It was, it was quite small and I didn't, I, I, in my opinion, wasn't particularly well run. Um, I competed in it in 2002 or 2001, um, as a college student. And, um, you know, I just kind of thought, well, the judging, the judges were just like whoever, you know, it was like a local radio personality and there was no scoring system. And, um, I had a competitive show choir background and I really saw the value of that, um, you know, not being a music educator, my, my dream was always to be a, a high school music teacher because I had such a good experience in choirs and show choirs. And so like that's all of us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. So, <laughs> so, but I, I didn't think I had like the musical chops for it. So I just like, joined an acapella group in college, but you know, my, my competitive background in show choir, I really saw how much our group um, came together and grew musically and grew personally and, um, became closer as a, you know, as a choir family, um, you know, you're the educators that listen to your podcast all, all are in the, for the, for this reason too. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so from an organizational perspective, I thought, well, maybe I can help make this competition into something that's more like that. Um, so I got involved uh, out immediately out of college and, you know, fast forward, I ended up buying the company and it just, it just sort of grew and grew. Um, I think, what really helped us grow, we were chatting about this earlier, um, is that we tried to make it as inclusive as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, there used to be really firm, it was like, there's only five regions, there can only be 18 groups in a region because we only have six groups at a show. And every year we would get all these applications. And it was like, right. I don't I don't wanna see these, like these people all are, want to participate in this, like let's find a way so that we can you know, turn away as few groups as possible. And I think that's really helped so that we're just setting the stage and then the groups come and see what each other is doing. They get feedback from judges and they're able to 
you, you know, grow, all the growing happens organically and among themselves by just us allowing, um, setting the stage. That's really kind yeah. of how I view my role, you know, pitch perfect certainly helped. Um, right. but it sort of, it, it was a chicken and egg thing. You know, they heard about it because it was this growing phenomenon. Um, mm -hmm. what, what really helped for us with pitch perfect was it sort of made it cooler and it helped, mm -hmm. um, people know, you know, there's more, more and more groups appeared after that, but it also, people felt, you could just tell people felt like a greater sense of pride about being in an acapella group. You know, it was right. like, this is this kind of nerdy, but super fun thing that we do. It was like, you know, people will, people's parents are calling me saying like, my daughter wants to be in an acapella group in college. Like what school should she go to? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> all of a sudden it was that. Right. I, um, I find that, you know, the competitive nature of the program of, of varsity vocals, the ICCA is it, it doesn't feel like a competition. You know, every, everything that I've been to, it's, it's like one big family, the amount of support that every group has for one another. Mm. Um, like, like I said, like my middle school group competed last year and just, which is a big deal amount, because there, is, there are no middle school groups. Like that right, is the next frontier. You are really well, blazing a trail with that. And that made me so yeah. excited that there are, there's a middle school group. I was like, yeah, let's get you involved. Why not? Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I, um, I just, I found that just the whole atmosphere was was like you were at like a rock concert. Everyone was so supportive of one another, oh. cheering each other on. You know, the middle school groups were conversing with the high school students. The high school groups were, you know, so like they were offering feedback, you know, positive feedback, pats on the back, back when we could before COVID, you know, just I know. everything <laughs> was so, so strong and supportive. And obviously, you know, the you said Pitch Perfect helped in a way, but uh, I, I think just, it's a trickle down effect. You know, the, the college groups were having it and then the high school um, competition formed. And then now you, you said middle school groups are kind of starting to take place. Mm -hmm. And maybe even a few years down the road, you're going to see more elementary sc school groups in some capacity. So right. um, it's really just becoming this, this huge, huge thing. Now mm. you mentioned uh, in your description that you said you were um, heavy on the competitive show choir um, you know, <laughs> uh, part of it. And, yeah. um, I remember talking with, uh, someone a few episodes ago about how it almost seems like show choirs are slowly shifting into acapella groups. Oh, we've, we've fully killed show choir. It, it, it's, it, <laughs> it definitely funny, seems like that. That's the funny thing. Yeah. My, um, my former high school is now competing in the ICHSA, you know, it's a new choir director now. So I had to like explain to her, like I was in your groups, but they don't exist anymore. And this is actually the first year, uh, um, for them that their show choir is gone and it's being replaced by four acapella groups. And oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel bad about it because I really do love show choir, but there's a lot that was dated about about show choir. Right. Um, and I think what's, I mean, show choir is still a huge thing in certain parts of the country. And there's, mm -hmm. I mean, there's some groups. Have you seen those groups in California? There's like Burbank mm -hmm. high school show choir. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, but those are like full on Broadway productions. You know, it costs mm -hmm. $20,000 to get there, all their equipment. And you're, you're traveling with, um, you know, a band and a set and it's, it's just like a lot. And I think right. what's really cool about acapella is, you know, it doesn't require anything, you know, you need right. a director, you need, you need an arrangement, but like, maybe not even, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and, um, you know, there's just, there's not a lot of equipment. It's, it's just more about, you know, the talent and, and what the students are doing. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, um, acapella has really, you know, converted, like even my high school, uh, colleague, 
converted her show choir into an acapella group uh, within the past five years. So um, not saying that, you know, not knocking show choir at all, but it just seems like the interest really has grown in acapella groups. Um, You know, I made a joke that acapella groups are are popping up like Starbucks. They're like at every, every corner. They really are. They really are. In college, we only had an all male identifying group and an all female identifying group. Now there's Mm -hmm. four groups on that campus, you know, and it's a, they just keeps growing. Um, So let's talk about competition in general. Um, I, I personally find competition as a a valuable tool for students um, to help them grow as musicians, to help them grow as people, to kind of get that experience um, in a, in a competitive world, because, you know, once you get into, as my parents would say, the real world, you know, after college or after, you know, high school, um, there's going to be a lot of trials and tribulations that you're going to have to deal with. There's going to be a competitive nature to everything that you do. So um, what is your take on competition? I mean, obviously, you know, we have these acapella competitions, but what's your take on competition in general? I mean, I really love that question because there's a whole contingency of people that say like art can't be judged, you know, Mm. and there's, there's so much truth to that. And it's really hard to make a rubric and say, okay, well, if you're going to, you know, if you meet all these criteria, then you're a good or better or a certain level, Um, you know, and there's truth to that. But for me, I, my personal experience with competing in within the art setting is like, I was not athletic. I didn't, I didn't get to be on a soccer team. I didn't get to have that team experience. Like my team experience was being in a show choir or being in a musical, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and, and the musical had a certain level of intensity, you know, you're preparing for the day of the show, but for a competition, there's just this extra level of, it just gives you a purpose. It gives you a reason to exist. Um, Mm -hmm. and it gives you a reason to do better. So when you're dragging and you don't want to go to rehearsal or you don't want to give your all at rehearsal, or, you know, you have, you know, these other people are counting on you. You have to be there. You can't, you have to show up. And I just, I saw so much and experienced in my own, in my own experience. And I have continued to see this on our stages for varsity vocals competitions, um, just see so much growth happen um, Mm -hmm. and so much positive things. I mean, a lot of that has to do, I'm so, I'm so honored and touched that you say that you, you see so much camaraderie going on at these shows because it's really what we try as our event producers come out to the shows and they try to talk to students about, you know, this is not about seeing who's best. It's about seeing your best. Um, And this is an opportunity to network. You may be high schoolers. You may be meeting these kids in college and going, being in groups with them there. You guys can get together. You can exchange arrangements. You can learn from each other, you know, take an opportunity to make this a networking experience. Um, and I'm just so happy to see that happening, but a truly so much of it comes from the directors themselves, especially at the high school level. I mean, there are, unfortunately, even in our competitions, um, some directors who are just, they're there to win and you can see it, you know, we see how they talk to the kids in soundcheck and we, you can see it in the kids' faces. And when those kids, when they get second place and they're the crestfallen, but the mm-hmm. third place group was overjoyed just to have their name mentioned on stage. Right. You know, it's like, it rubs everyone the wrong way. It's like, what are you here for? You know, right. are you, are you going for the gold? Are you going for the trophy? Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, let's, it's all about leading up to that moment. Like the end result doesn't matter of the competition, but having it be a competition creates all that positive experience and good energy, like leading up to it. Um, and I think that's where, you know, the magic happens. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've, I've worked with directors and I've known directors who have been all about going for the gold, as you say, they're crazy. You know, and, um, you know, not for nothing, you know, when you hear 
uh, someone win best soloist or someone best vocal percussionist, you know, everyone's really happy for that person. And mm-hmm. then when it comes to you, you said that third place group, they were like, we're not even supposed to be here. And then right. like, they have that feeling. And then just that downtrodden feeling of not winning. Like, I feel like that's where competition takes a, a negative turn when we push it too much on, on this, on the kids or on the students, right. um, because you want it to be an overall positive experience because I mean, the way I saw it with my students was I would, you know, reg- regardless, we were middle school kids competing against high school oh, kids. Yeah. So there was whatever, just, yeah. whatever happened, happened, you know, right. and they actually, they actually placed, they placed third. I know you're that, so you know? good. So, so good. Yeah. And then just the overall joy watching them jump. I mean, I was probably the loudest person in that room, but yeah. I, you, you feel that happiness with them. And, yeah. um, I just, and then we get to the judges comments and that's another thing that I wanted to talk to you about too, because there are great people out there that now judge this, this competition and offer the, the greatest feedback, you know, even as an educator, there's things that I don't think about, but when you Mm -hmm. have another set of ears and another set of eyes telling you this was good, maybe try this. It, it opens up more opportunities. And, um, you know, I think a lot of teachers, and I don't know if you would agree with this. A lot of teachers, they say it, so many times to their students that the students are like, all right, yeah, I get it, whatever, okay. But then someone else says uh-huh. the same exact thing. They're like, yes. oh my right. God, you were right, you know? Right, so, exactly. Um, in terms of, you know, the the judging procedure and and the judges that are involved, you know, throughout the entire country, I, I, I actually can say internationally because, you know, you have groups that participate from overseas as well. Um, what goes into choosing those judges? Oh, well, you know, it's, it's tricky. It's, it's amazing that we've had to grow the judging program so much uh, because there are so many shows now and it, increasingly it's become challenging because so many people are interconnected with groups. There's people out there who are coaching now or arranging or will do like spot coaching and uh, for, for groups. And so, you know, conflicts of interest come about, but we're, we're generally looking for someone that has, you know, a leadership experience in the acapella community and within groups that's, um, you know, musical. So, you know, they're prolific arrangers or recognized arrangers. They're, they've been directors of groups that have competed or that groups of groups that are, that are known. They have, you know, a educational background, either as educators or they, um, you know, have a higher degree in, you know, music or something relevant. Um, you know, those are performers. And then when we're taking all those individuals, then we're trying to put together panels. So we're, we're trying to balance them. So you don't have, you know, a panel of all male identifying people or, Mm -hmm. you know, which is, it's tough because we're also dealing with who we can access and who's locally. And, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but we're, we're trying to get a, a, broad background so that you're not getting feedback from people who are so similar that they're likely to give you similar comments. Um, but you know, and it's, it's really hard too. I mean, I I appreciate when that you have enjoyed the comments that the judges write for me, we try to tell the groups like, you know, the scores are your comments. Like this, this is the notation system for them to tell you where you are doing well and where you need to work on them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we'll have people say like, Oh, the judge only wrote like, really nice, but maybe that was what they thought. And then right. specifically within that, they are giving you all the, the 
within the rubric, all the comments, uh, all the, you know, scores, um, mm-hmm. which are their commentary on your performance. You know, it's really hard uh, to, to look at a show. You have 12 minutes for the competition and you're mm-hmm. looking at the stage and the more you're writing, the more you're not looking at the performance, exactly. you know, and, and stuff can change. Like your first song can be outstanding. And then your second song, you can start to slip. So then they have to weigh that. Like, you know, your tone was amazing in the first song, but the second song started to fall apart. So how do I, you know, right. reflect that in the scores without writing a paragraph as well. <laughs> so it's, oh, no, it's complicated. I, it I, I really would encourage educators that listen to your podcast to consider judging for us. We would, we would love to have them. We, we want more educators involved. We have quite a few, but they, I mean, teachers know they make the best judges because mm-hmm. they, this is literally what they do. They sit right. there and they, they're thinking about it, you know, every day in a professional capacity and they know how to, um, speak to the directors, you know, whether they're high school directors, you know, that are teachers or they're, you know, directors of the college groups who are just students, but they know how to speak to the directors in a way Mm -hmm. that's their, the information's being transmitted in a way that's positive and they just speak in your language. So um, we would love, love, love to have anyone that's uh, an educator in, in this field, um, you know, participate in judging. There's an application on our website or they can just fill out the contact us form and we'll get you connected uh, with our, with our judge team to get you on a panel. Awesome. I might have to, I might have to do that myself. I, I judged yes, a couple please. back, I, I judged a couple back, you know, back before, um, my, my kids were born and then, you know, life took over. Well, for it's hard, bit, you know? right. So. It's really hard. It's really hard. I mean, everyone's so busy with everything and it's a Saturday mm-hmm. night. It's a big commitment. Right. And I, you know, and I, I've experienced it firsthand, you know, you, you said you 12 minutes per group, and you're you're frantically writing, watching, writing, watching, and then there's not much time in between either because Mm-mm. you know your MCs are getting the next group going because it is a pretty long night in general when you have yeah. eight to ten groups. You know that's that's two hours at least worth of you know of competition plus intermission. So um, yeah, the judges. I don't think people realize how how tricky it is for the judges to really you know put everything out there yeah. and, and let you know. So, and they all um, they care you. so much, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, sometimes it's easy for people to overlook that too. They're like, Oh, I didn't like the judging. You know, it's like, well, this is a person who's devoted their time <laughs> to evaluating right. the students. Like, like they sincerely care, um, yeah, you know, like and they're, they their drove name is from on this three hours away in a know? blizzard. Like, Cause all yep. the shows are in a blizzard always every Saturday, <laughs> there's yep. a blizzard, you know, That's and New York, yeah. but they, they sincerely care. And this is for many of them, this is their profession or their, their career and their names on it. And they, they want to be able to help groups that are participating in this because they care so much. So mm-hmm. I, I know how hard they work to make it the, you know, the results, you know, correct and strong and um, to give really valuable feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, now this year, um, we'll, we'll, you know, this year has been a little, <laughs> little different, um, obviously. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I have to commend you and your entire team on is how you're approaching it. Um, you know, for those of you listening that don't know, um, rather than obviously having, uh, in-person competitions this year, there is a, a video competition, a video component. Um, and there is, there was no fee, I believe, um, mm-hmm. to, to register. So you are making the competition accessible to everyone, um, whether it's the, the open, which is open to anybody, um, you know, the ICHSA for high school and then the ICCA for college groups. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about this year's approach to uh, the competition? 
I mean, we're just flying by the seat of our pants, like everyone else with this, you know, it's mm-hmm. like pivot, pivot, pivot. Um, we had a little bit more time to think about it. Cause when all the shutdowns started happening in March, we were still in the middle of our competition season. Right. And so for us, you know, if a venue closes because of inclement weather, we're, we're used to scrambling and we have a backup, some we have backup venue usually in mind, or, you know, we start calling places, we start reaching out to our contacts and trying to move everything involved with the show, the sound technicians, the judges, everything to this new location, ideally on the same date. You know, and we actually, we had a show canceled in White Plains and then there was an out, because there was an outbreak because of in New York. We, so we moved the show from New York to White Plains and there was an outbreak in White Plains. And then quickly after that, the whole thing shut down. But as it was shutting down, we were realizing like, okay, if we're shut down now, this isn't like for most people, they're like, oh, I just can't go into work for two weeks and then it'll be over. You know, I think yeah. a lot of people had that mentality and we were like, okay, if we're shutting down now because we can't have a show now, we're not going to be able to have shows next year either. Mm. So it was incredibly devastating to start with. Um, and so we just sort of tried to think it through and a lot of it had to be like, wait and see what happens in the fall, like our schools going back in any capacity and then what that would look like you know, the, the natural inclination for everyone was to say, well, can't you just move your shows online? And like, you really can't, because not only can we not have shows where people can't sit together in an audience, the groups themselves can't form in many places. Like many, or dare I say, most schools are, aren't getting together at all. Singing is Mm -hmm. a super spreading event. You don't want to get a bunch of people in a room singing and, you know, exhaling a lot at each other. So, you know, then it just became devastating. Like, oh, we, if the groups can't even form, we can't do anything. And then we sat with that for a while and it was like, well, you know what? Like we have to give groups something to do because if we don't, if if they can't even get together, like what are high school directors, you have stuff to keep the kids busy, but like, you know, thinking about high school seniors, you know, and it's, it's their last chance to do this. And it just Mm -hmm. like, it chokes me up because I, I would have been devastated had that been me, you know, right. or you know, the college students that have worked so hard to put together their groups and all of a sudden they're facing they, college groups. I mean, they have nothing to do then. They just don't even exist. And for many of those students, that's their only musical outlet. Right. So we started thinking about, okay, what can we do? How can we change what we do to be able to offer something that's a challenge to groups to participate in? And if I'm being perfectly frank with you, it was a little bit self-serving because I, the thought of not having all these groups create and getting to see that and witness it and just know that I had even a small part in, Mm -hmm. in that, even with just the challenge of it was just felt so sad to me. So, um, we just, we, we tried to make it as accessible as we could. We tried to come up with a new challenge that would be very loosey goosey. You know, it's, it's four minutes and you can either do it live masked. If that's what your school allows, you could do a squares type video. You mm-hmm. can do something completely different. We're still reworking on reworking the judge rubric. So it's appropriate for that format. You know, we won't be able to generate any income this year because we can't sell tickets to shows. So then we thought, okay, well then what the hell? We'll just make it free to everyone. Let's just have it be something fun that everyone can do. And the response has been huge. We were not expecting that. Yeah. I'm thrilled and honored, but we were definitely not expecting that. I thought maybe we'd get like a hundred groups and it would just be like something cute, but you know, yeah. <laughs> we had no, almost it's... as many groups as we usually do. Um, That's and awesome. we're so happy. And I'm, I'm honestly just so proud of groups for, being up for that challenge, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think 
it, groups must be feeling the same thing that we were feeling, which is like, oh, well, then I guess we just can't do anything, you know? Right. And then you sit with that for a while and then you're like, no, forget it. Like, let's, let's try this. And I think everyone's a beginner this year, you know, where mm-hmm. groups are being challenged to do brand new things, like learn how to record yourselves and mix yourselves and think about a video production that's different from performing live in one take on a stage. Right. Um, and so everyone's a beginner and I'm, I'm hoping that we'll have a lot of that um, camaraderie happening this year with people supporting each other and cheering each other on. And I don't know, maybe it can lead to something really amazing. I mean, this is, these are skills, the software to do this kind of stuff is very accessible now. And these are skills that are relevant for people that are in this genre, um, whether they're continuing with acapella or they're doing something else musical, like these are important skills to be developing. So maybe we'll see groups starting to do more of music type video things in general, if, if they aren't already. So I'm hopeful that something good will come out of it, even if it's just for the year. Yeah. I think, you know, I mean, at least for me personally, like being thrust into this back in March, I was like, well, how am I going to work with my choirs? How am I going to work with Mm -hmm. my kids? And Mm -hmm. it it turned into, you know, buying the educator discounted package with logic and final Cut Pro and (laughs) and learning, learning on my own and learning on the fly. But like you said, these, these programs are accessible for everybody and um, it's teaching you a new skill, you know, rather than for me, it was rather than sitting and, and staring at a computer screen and hoping that my students would show up because there's a lot of like with their screens um, on, <laughs> with their screens on, you know, and just like the inequity of the whole situation, you know, yeah. kids who are parent or are children of first responders and, yeah. you know, trying to make, it was, it was just a really difficult situation to be in, but now you, you take on a new hobby kind of thing. And like, that's why this podcast became a podcast and, you know, just things right. like that. So, um, I, I love the idea of having these groups, you know, almost troubleshoot and kind of create something new, this new medium that's out there. You know, I, uh, I've judged for um, the CASA, the, uh, the video music awards that they have. Yeah. And I see a lot of, I see um, the high school groups, you know, are, are really growing in that, in that, um, that video uh, component. Um, it's incredible. And, the collegiate, and the, some of the collegiate groups out there just, you know, they, they raise the money to be able to do that. And, and just some of those videos are, they rival, you know, professionally. Absolutely. Professional they do. Videos, so, um, now the competition itself, is it set up where videos will be shown to everybody? Is there like a link that we'd be able to, like people will be able to watch those videos or is it strictly for the judges? No, we're, we'll, no, we, we, no, absolutely. It's a great question We're it's just, we're still, we're still like rolling on it and mm-hmm. seeing every time we announce something, we'll get feedback. This is our first year of doing it this way, right. you know? So we can't confidently say like, Oh, here's how we're doing it. And these are the dates and that's it because we know what we're doing. This is like, we sent something out and a bunch of people emailed me right back and said like, Oh, we, it's going to be terrible if our due date to submit is February 1st, because most colleges now aren't going back until after Martin Luther King. And it was like, well, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. So, okay, we'll bump the whole thing back. Thank you for the feedback. We're all working on this together. So currently the plan is, and hopefully by the time this airs, it will still be the same. (laughs) Um, Currently the plan is, we're going to set up the, you know, quote unquote shows as YouTube playlists. So groups will premiere. So each playlist will be, you know, you'll see all of the songs um, with that are being judged against each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, that's that for the quarterfinal level, because there are so many groups and we were 
not expecting that. Unless we come up with a better solution, I think what we're going to do is have the results just posted on our website um, and on our social media. For the semifinals and finals level, we're hoping to do something that's like a live award ceremony type thing over Zoom or a similar platform where Mm -hmm. the event producer comes on, you're um, getting a little taste of each group's video again to sort of refresh your memory. Um, and then we'll we'll do the results and groups can be, you know, going crazy in the chat. Um, nice. You know, yeah. And I, I think it'll be a nice opportunity to get some of that like networking feel. And, um, you know, we're just going to really encourage groups to support each other and remember that, you know, this is not the year that you even want to win finals. Like, you know, it's right. not that exciting to win this year. So, right. So let's just be part of like seeing what everyone's doing and, um, you know, feel some sense of the community that we're all, you know, missing so, so dearly this year. Um, so that's, that's the current plan, but you know, someone, someone might hear this and say, Hey, Amanda, I've got a great idea. Please (laughs) email me. (laughs) Let me know what you think we should do because this is my first time doing virtual, like all of a sudden I'm producing the voice, you know, it's yeah. like, Oh, we're doing an awards show. Like, oh, it, what does that look like? It feels like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. it, it's just, yeah. it just keeps on adding and adding and adding. I mean, you said yeah. like it's a fluid situation as, as we've been saying since March, it's very fluid, right. you know? Yes. Yes, so. exactly. I'm like, well, I guess we're going to need like a video editor to like cut this all together. And like probably someone that can make some graphics. Like <laughs> I'm not used to this. Like, okay, right. got to figure this out. So, but we're doing it. That's awesome. Um, so that's not I, the ICCA, ICHSA, the Open. Those aren't the only um, programs that you have through Varsity Vocals. Um, I wanted to touch base really quick on your compilation albums that you um, you basically put together every year: uh, Best of Collegiate Acapella, Best of High School Acapella. Um, how does one go about getting involved with that? Uh, to be uh, featured on the album. Mm-hmm. So those were started in a similar idea as sort of a mixtape for, and literally back when tapes were, you know, cassette tapes. My students will, they have no idea, Mr. Glodish. What is that? (laughs) They have, they have no idea, Mm -hmm. but this, it was, this is back when you couldn't, you could hear your own colleges, you know, albums, but you couldn't, and and songs that they put out, but then you weren't hearing anything from anyone else, you know? So this was from other schools. You could hear them live, but you couldn't like have a recording of them. So this is an opportunity for you to get like a little taste of like what's happening on the East coast, what's happening on the West coast. Here's a group from the Midwest. Um, you know, the very best ones that were recorded in a given year. Um, and since then, obviously the medium has, has, skyrocketed uh and in in every way so you know it's having having a we used to, we stopped producing actual physical cds because no one listens to cds anymore mm-hmm. now they're it's a cd but it's you know available as an album on your it's, it's a, you know it's a compilation album but it's you know available a lot of these songs are available elsewhere we're, we're mostly doing it just as a promotion for groups to be able to be, to have some level of being featured. You know, a lot of these groups have huge followings, but there are still many groups that get chosen to be on our album and they don't have a following or they don't have as big of a visibility in the community. And so, you know, we're hopeful that lending our name to it and the collective, uh, you know, good names of uh, other groups that are on it will help, you know, boost their, their visibility. Um, But groups submit their every year, submit, 
their tracks that they recorded in a given year, their release, their releases. And we, you know, listen to them all blind and pick the ones that we love the best. Um, and it's kind of been just sort of the, sort of the purview of, uh, myself and, uh, Deke Sharon, who mm. co-selects the album with me. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. We try to not repeat tracks from year to year or, you know, have the same song covered, but that kind of went out the window. Um, some of it has to do with song choice. Some of it just has to do with production quality, mm-hmm. arrangement, originality, soloist. Like it kind of have to have a little bit of each of that. And I got to tell you, it's gotten really, really hard. It I'm used sure. to be, I mean, 15 years ago, it used to be like, you could easily like clear out just half of them straight away. Cause you're like, Oh, this is completely out of tune. But now like mm-hmm. everyone's in tune, everyone's in perfect tune. You know, the mm-hmm. production value is incredibly high for everyone, even people who are recording their own stuff. So, you know, it's, it, you really have to listen then for those really special elements to, to see what, you know, sets, sets a particular song apart from, from another. Mm. I, I'm not going to lie. Like I utilize those albums just to get a better understanding of like what groups are out there, you know, cause there are, I love usual, that. There are those usual You're groups that we so see every year. You're telling me so many things year. that I need to hear. Thank I'm just, you. I'm just, I'm letting you know, like I'm a big acapella Makes nerd. Me I good. mean, if you, if you haven't figured That's it out great. yet, but um, you know, just, I mean, we all even, are, but it's cool now. Right. And you know, it's when cool I, li- especially listening to the high school albums, it's, um, cause I, mean, I used to, I used to, before I, where I teach now, I, I was, uh, I had started a, like a high school group. So it was really giving them the opportunity to hear, this is the potential of what we could do, you know? And it right. really kind of, especially for, you know, some of my students who aren't really like big on acapella, but this is like something new to them. Right. They're just in your group. They yeah, don't know and, the bigger community. Right. And then you show them that and they're like, oh, okay. And, you know, I know that for me, when I got into my acapella group in college, it was, it turned into, or I listened to a song on the radio. I was like, can I, it turned into the, can I arrange that kind of thing? And, yes, and it yes. turned out to, yes, apparently we can. And so now my students are starting to see that these are the, the students that I have are seventh and eighth graders, you know, and I see yeah. the high school group doing wow. the same thing. So they're like, well, can this, is this something that can be arranged? And I think that showing them so many different groups of so many like um, ranges from across the entire country is, is beneficial to them because they Mm. see that, you know, you see one group on there and then they're like, Oh, well, what is, what does their school makeup look like? And you find out like, that's a school where like kids graduating, like 70 kids a year, you know what I mean? Because it's such a small school, but because they have their heart into that music program, and they're on, you know, this big compilation album where they're getting national attention. That's, that's a big deal. And for where I used to teach that my students saw that and they were like, Oh, they can do it. We can do it too. So thank oh, you. I love you know. to hear that. Yeah, That makes me feel really good. I'm so happy. I think sometimes, you know, for those of us that have been involved in this community for as long as like you and I have, I mean, mm. I was already an adult running this program when you were in your college group, but mm. Um, you know, we, you get involved in so long, you're like, oh, everyone knows, you know, the SoCal vocals. It's like, the reality is there are a lot of kids who are competing in this tournament that have no clue. They're just in their group. They mm-hmm. like their group. That's it. So tools like that, that can expand their, their reach. And, you know, it's kind of how I approach competition too. It's an opportunity to bring you outside of just what you're doing on your campus. Right. Um, and, you know, and I think what's, what's funny to me too, is like, see back when I was a kid or back, back when I was a kid, back when I was in college, the LimeWire Napster era, you know, uh-huh. when I was in college and like uh-huh. you look up acapella arrangements, but the problem was it was always 
named Rockapella or it was named uh-huh. Straight No Chaser, you right. know, and like when they were in college still, you right. know, so right. now you, all of these tracks that you hear and the quality of it, they have a name you know, and yeah. it, it puts those groups name on the uh, map. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I remember earlier, you know, Boca compilations always had U-Pen off the beat because U-Pen yes. at the time, you know, off the beat at the time was doing something very different, but then like the arrangements have really evolved into like these beautiful, just, it's amazing what someone can do with the vocal arrangement now compared to 15, 20 years ago. And um, yeah. Boca and Bosha like totally helped that out. So um it's really I, I ha- nice too, I think, to have groups have something if they're if they aren't into the live performance aspect. There are groups that are on our albums frequently who have never set foot on one of our stages. Mm-hmm. It's not their thing, you know, but right. they are they're focused on being recording artists or they're focused on putting out just entire albums that are great. And it's it's nice because I think it, those are different skill sets. They're very different. You know, being yep. a good live performer is not the same as being good in studio. And um, it's just it's. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate the work that they, that goes into that for them. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I, I'm not, I have to tell you, like just the varsity vocals, I think has really helped bring acapella into the, into the forefront for colleges, <sighs> high schools, now middle schools. And, you know, you being at the helm of it for, for as long as you have, like you, you have a hand in really helping acapella become huge. Um, you know, and, and something that people like really enjoy. I mean, you say pitch perfect brought into the mainstream pentatonics, you know, doing what they do in the mainstream, but really there wouldn't be a pitch perfect. There wouldn't be a pentatonics if there wasn't varsity vocals creating these competitions for these students to be able to take part in. So I thank Thank you. you. And I, I think the so hundreds, nice. I think the hundreds of groups from, you know, across the country, across, across the world, technically, um, have, have to thank you and um, the programs that you've put out for them to be able to take part in. So um, Amanda Newman, mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining me this week on the Aka Education Podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for all your kind words. It really means so much to me. You're welcome. You, it really you deserve it. You Ugh. deserve it. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Aka Education Podcast. Listen, everybody, I have to say, these last five months, bringing you episodes week in and week out has been such a pleasure. It's been This has been a passion project of mine for, for quite some time, and I'm glad that I'm able to actually do it and share it and have you all listening to it. I hope you've gained more knowledge. I know that I have. I've met new people. I've, I've learned so much. And I'm hoping 2021 brings the same. With that being said, I'm looking to make things bigger in 2021 and I could use your help. If you go to my Anchor website, anchor.fm slash podcast, and you click on support, you can become a monthly supporter of the Aka Education Podcast. You can choose between 99 cents a month, 4.99 a month, or 9.99 a month. Totally up to you. But what your contribution will bring is the opportunity for me to bring in some more guests, to actually bring out merchandise for all of you, to have more contests, to be able to make this podcast and this experience more interactive for you. 
Another way that we can make it more interactive is if you actually go to that Anchor website, there is also a link that says messages. And you can click on that link and you can leave me a voice message telling me what you think about the podcast, good or bad, uh, asking any questions, giving me um, episode suggestions, what to talk about, whatever you feel like spilling, you can throw into that message, into those messages. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for making this podcast a success for me. And thank you to every guest that I've had so far this year and who I'm going to have for the rest of this year. And I'm looking forward to 2021. So please consider making a monthly donation and becoming a supporter of the Aka Education Podcast. Again, that website is anchor.fm slash Aka Ed Podcast and click on support. Hey everyone, this is Justin from the Aka Education Podcast here to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is what I use to create these podcasts and let me tell you, it's free. Uh, There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And the beauty of it is we'll distribute the podcast for you. So I can record on Anchor and it's going to send it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all these other places as well. And I love that I can make money from this podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I want to take the time to thank Amanda Newman from Varsity Vocals for joining us this week on the ACA Education Podcast. For those of you that are participating in the ICCA, ICHSA, and ACA Open this year, best of luck. Be sure to check out the links in our episode description for resources that we discussed in today's podcast. Check us out on social media, Aka Ed Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Be sure if you haven't done so already to subscribe to this podcast so you can be notified when a new episode is posted every week. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music Podcasts, and we're also on Anchor. You can also now check us out on Akaville Radio, akaville.org. Feel like donating to support this podcast? Check out the link in the episode description for more information. And last, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the podcast, be sure to email me at akaedpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Justin Glodish. I'll see you soon.